Welcome to Spotlight by Gray Area, where our mission is to build a bigger and more united house music community around the world. We are constantly discovering new and exciting artists, festivals, and event brands to share their stories and music with all of you. Let there be more house. Hey there, this is Alex with Gray Area. In this interview, you hear from Victor Ruiz. The Brazilian-born, Berlin-based techno titan has been through multiple transformations in his life. From heavy metal rock and roller to side trance DJ and producer, and then to purveyor of thumping techno. We talk about why his mental transformation over the last year has been his most important. Be sure to like this video and subscribe for more interviews just like this. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out to talk to me today. Um, it's a pleasure, man. Yeah, um, I always like to start off by asking about people's um, musical backgrounds, like what their musical upbringing was like. What kind of music were your parents listening to in the house and like your brothers and sisters, if you have them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, I, I have total, um, uh, let's say, gratitude and also uh, responsibility of my uh, musical taste being very diverse because of my mom and my brother. My mom early, I mean, the, the, the very first memories that I have in life are, yeah. are linked to music. And it was more or less like me with my family, like my dad, my mom and my brother. We all like hanging out on weekends at, at home, like making barbecue or something like that. Yeah. And listening to um, the Beatles, uh, Bee Gees, Eric Clapton, uh, Phil Collins, ABBA, and all, all like really, really amazing music, like yeah. from rock to pop to disco to all this um, really cool stuff from, from the 80s and 70s and 60s. Right. And then after is also my brother because he's a metalhead. Yeah. Um, and we used to sleep in the same room, right? And our I, I always I always make like a joke of that because my lullabies, <laughs> lullabies were um, Metallica, Iron Maiden, um, sometimes even Sepultura and stuff like that. Like really heavy metal, thrash metal, but also some rock and roll like Led Zeppelin, ACDC, Deep Purple, and so forth. So that's that's pretty much my my background is rock, heavy metal, uh, punk rock as well, but also some like really good pop from the 80s, 70s and back. For sure. And you got a you got a you got a bass as a gift when you were nine. Yes, sir. Yes. I like listen, my brother, he's a musician. Right. And he was always playing the guitar when I was when I was a kid. He, he's like six years and a half older than me. And I was always like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. He's my idol. I love him. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I wanted to play the guitar as well. You know, I want to, to, to play in a band. I want to make music, you know, I want to be a rock star and stuff like that. <laughs> and I want to be my, like my big brother, right? It's, it's more or less, if you have a good relationship, it's always like this. Yeah. And, 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 and then I, my, I said to my parents, I want to, I want to play guitar. I want to play guitar. And my brother, which was very smart, he said he convinced me to actually to play bass, saying that one day we're gonna make a band, we're gonna play <laughs> together in a band. 
And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, I was like, yeah, the bass is cool. I mean, I, I, I really, Iron Maiden was my favorite band. So Steve Harris, which is the, the, the bass player the and, the, yeah. and the, and the, the main, it is the owner of the band. He was like one of my idols. So it was pretty easy to convince me to play the bass. So uh, Christmas 98, I got my first instrument, which was the bass. Super cool. And how do you feel like that, like, like kind of led the way for where you're at right now? Ah, 100%, man, 100%. If I wasn't a bass player, I wouldn't make, um, uh, like, like early in my first years of production, like really getting, actually finding my own sound. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't a bass player, I wouldn't be making so much like bass-driven music. Right. You know, and so groovy. And so it helped me with the groove, with the notes and stuff like that. So knowing how to play the bass and also how, how to how to um, understand the groove of a bass and in in in, in the drums. Yeah. It, it, it's everything. If you know that, you make people dance like this. Yeah, absolutely. Being able to understand like how those two things fit together is so pivotal to dance music. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you've mentioned Daft Punk, um, Daft Punk's Around the World as a moment when you first began to understand dance music. Yes, but I kind of want to go a little bit deeper and find out if there was like a moment when you truly felt like you fell in love with dance music. Um, I mean, that that was my 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 breaking moment. In I mean, not my breaking moment, but my discovery moment, the aha moment. Like, wow, this is electronic music. Then it's not only like those because if you if you're if you're a rock head or whatever, if you like rock and roll and stuff like that, you don't pay much attention to basically any other genre. Right. Because we have this bad, uh, I mean, not we, them, because I'm not just, I'm not a rock head anymore. I'm music head. Right. So uh, you can be very extreme with your taste. So I was always like having this very big prejudice against electronic music. And then I, I listened to Daft Punk, this around the world um, music video clip on MTV and it blew my socks off. It was like, fuck is this man it's just like <laughs> but, and and i love the details because i'm i'm very creative but i also love the visuals so right. like every single character was playing like drums or the bass or the vocals or the synth or the melody you know it was amazing and amazing and, and it's so simple and yeah. and and that video clip really translates what electronic music really is to make great stuff in a repetitive way and very simple and that that simplicity really caught my attention but i was still too much into heavy metal and and and, and other stuff and my what actually got me like the bug for me for electronic music like really bit me was when i was i think one of my last years in school and a friend of mine i was like in school and he just hey victor Check this out. He just put like the headphones in my ear. Like, check this <laughs> out. And it was Psytrance. Yes. And for me, it was like, what the fuck is this? That's <laughs> awesome. Give me the other one. And then I was like, wow, that's, that's really cool. That was a journey. It, that, that was my, uh, my, the turning point of my life, for sure. That, that very day was at school. And I was like, I was trying to understand what I was feeling. Because I never, I knew techno from a friend. And that was really cool. Right. But maybe he wasn't a good producer or maybe the music was just not my cup of tea. 
like yeah. his, his produ productions. Um, but that thing, it was somewhat very similar to heavy metal and to uh, classic music as well, yeah. because there were so many layers, so many sonic uh, textures and yeah. and rhythms and dynamics and you know there's this everything is changing all the time but yet so simple as repetitive as well and i was like wow that's actually really cool and i just kept i, I was like addicted from day one and i was starting to to download music and listening to music a lot of side trends and researching and luckily i had other friends in my class that used to go to raves yeah. citrus raves because we had a, like a very big citrus movement in brazil and um it was it was just like everywhere and i could find it quite easy so i was like hey which artist do you like and so i could understand that right uh, and since i was already playing for a long time i mean i started playing the bass when i was nine and by then i was i had i, I had a band I mean, I had many bands, but that moment I had a band and I yeah. was writing music for the band already. So it's not just, just playing covers, it's playing my own songs. Right. And, and I knew that I wanted to do that as well. I was like, I want to create this kind of music and I have no clue how I'm going to um, manage to do that, but I know I will. So yeah. then I, I just started researching and yeah. And how quickly did you like figure out you could do it on the computer? Cause I, I come from a background in music as well. So I know like that, that switch from like writing other kinds of music to writing electronic music is there's less of a, less of a chasm there if you already have a background in music, but there is like, you know, there is like the technological aspect and you do, there is kind of a learning curve there. So how quickly did you figure out, Hey, I can do this all on my own without the band. Oh yeah, I mean that was pretty quick because I already knew a friend that he was playing techno. He was uh, producing techno, sorry, right? And he was doing everything by himself, and I was like, "What a brilliant idea!" Because uh, I, 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 I was in a teenager, and teenagers are very, of course, immature and stubborn and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, um, "I don't want to be in the band anymore. It's too much. It's too much work, and too much ego, too much everything. So if I can be a, a one man band." Fuck yeah, let, let, let me do that. <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't I didn't know that it was so difficult to right. start because I had no idea how to start. But the moment I, I was starting to make music, it was a long journey until I got something that actually sounded okay. Yeah, it took of course. Many years. Like today, you can have all these tools with Ableton Live and tutorials and master classes and uh, sample packs that basically like music there is actually done you just have to play put like lego and that's it right and back in the day it wasn't like that i mean i'm not of the hardware era i, yeah. I was already from the the software and stuff like that but really shitty computers yeah so when i was i, I mean i didn't have a good computer at all like we didn't have money my, my 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 family didn't have money back then so we had a computer for the whole house i had to like uh, produce interns with, and with other people that my mom had to work with translation right. and my brother wanted to do his thing and whatever uh so for me to understand and to actually to listen what i was producing i had to render the whole track wow to listen and so then okay i have to i have to make kind of like change this then i was like okay 
I changed something. Okay, again, and it was like painful, man. But it was worth it. It was fun. I would do everything all over again. Well, I mean, that's really kind of a cool way to to figure stuff out, though, because you really start to realize that you have to work with less. So even as like technology progresses, you understand, oh, I have all of I have like all of the world to work with, but you have like, but you also understand I can do it with so many fewer elements like than than everybody else can because I had to do so much with so little back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I mean, this is something that I will always value, which is um, I wish I could work uh, smarter than harder. But back in the day, I didn't have the, enough tools or uh, nor knowledge. Right. So then you have to work hard, you know. Absolutely. And then you you were in trance, you were in, you were in side trance for a while. How yeah. did you eventually move over to techno? And then how do you see like those two worlds kind of like diverging like being being similar and being different well it, the, the difference is pretty is pretty huge if you think about it. it's just yeah. just like listen right um but the, the culture is different uh, the scene is different the djs are different the mindset is different everything is different um most everything mostly everything is different but um i i i went to the to 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 study in the university for two years, that was my uh, the, my degree that I have, which is actually electronic music production. Nice. We do ha- we do have this university in Brazil, and I I had so many colleagues that some of them were into psytrance, but lots of them were into minimal techno, which was like the the two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Uh, Richie Houghton, Miners, right. kind of sound, Dubfire, Oliver Hunterman, and stuff like that back in right. the day. And they were always showing me, like, look at this, like, some, look, this is cool. And I was like, wow, this, this sounds actually really cool. And it's funny how everything comes back. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna press this uh, note. Let's say many times in our conversation, probably yeah. it always comes back to Daft Punk for me. That's why they're so important in my life because I was like, this guy, this sound is so simple because Psytrance is very complex. Right. I mean, when you produce, when I used to produce Psytrance, I used to use like more than a hundred channels, you know, and that's a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, I remember that I had this track was 150. I was in like, this is insane. insane. And it's insane. I know. Uh, but it uh, it was the way for me to, 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 to get to the sound that I wanted to. Right. And um, for, for, I, I love the simplicity and yet the, 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 the raw uh, element, the raw signature of the, that kind of sound. And I started to go to clubs that were playing this kind of sound and I just fell in love naturally was with that kind of sound like this, this minimal techno. Right. And, but I was still kind of attached to Psytrance, but every time less and less and every time more uh, trying to go there because I was already used to producing Psytrance and I was, when I, every time I started to, or did a track that I thought it was like, okay, this is minimal techno. Mm-hmm. My friends just told me, dude, there's just slow Psytrance, you know? <laughs> You just have to do this. And it took me like a year or so to understand how to, to make that change. And uh, 
When I graduated, graduated on university, I I give uh, like a mentorship to a friend, mm-hmm. and we produced two tracks together, which was my f- two first tracks as Victor Ruiz as my name because before it was other names as for Cytrons DJs, right? Right. And stuff like that. And I started to understand because I started to produce with some other people and they were always like keeping me like on a leash when I tr- tried to go to run to the side trans. No, 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 come here, come here. And, and then I, I, tr- I, I started to understand more and more uh, what uh, was that, you know, what was the this main um, the difference and this different mindset when producing. Right. So that that that's that's how it happened. It was just a gradual uh, people presenting me more and more, and I get into the sound, and eventually I was just like, I I like it. I think it's it's pretty cool. It is. Um, and how do you feel like your previous influences still make their way into your music? Because you have like this, you have like such a rich background in so many different styles. Um, I, it's it's hard for me to 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 uh, explain that. Uh, it's a very common question that people ask me, but I think the best way for me to say is like um, here, what's happening in my head is very difficult to translate. Yeah, how I feel because I perceive music differently than most of people. I'm not saying that I'm special or not. It's not that. Yeah. Um, it's just that. I see music. I don't just hear music. I see the music. I can see the colors of the notes and stuff like that. I'm a bit weird like that. And having that kind of background, it really um, helps me to um, detach from formulas. Because if you're producing or if you're just producing electronic music your whole life, or just even techno or just house or just sidetrans or just drum and bass or whatever you're doing, um, you're kind of you have a formula that you're gonna follow, even though that this formula can be very different in a way. You're, you're still in in a in a building. You're yeah. not in the neighborhood, you know. You're still in the same building. You can change your floor, but you're still here. Right. And having different influences helps you to walk through the streets of your neighborhood and bringing different influences, and you can build houses or uh, garages or whatever, or a skyscraper or whatever. So th- this is the, the the kind of approach that having a different background and um, have had produced um, uh, or, or or written or stuff like that, yeah. other kind of uh, uh, genres of music that really helps me to do something different. And for actually for a while, that was a very big thing that during the pandemic and during the the, the lockdowns and stuff like that, that yeah. I was really like, my music is not, I mean, it's it's quite original, but it's also not. So I don't, I, I felt that this years that uh, from 2009, uh, 2000, I don't know, 18 to 19, which was my hardest techno um, releases and, and productions and stuff like that. Uh, it, it it was somehow, of course, it was me, but right. it was not exactly who I am. I was mm. just trying to play a role that isn't me. And I know that's a bit deeper than uh, it, it, it looks like, but it's super simple. And I just realized that, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do whatever I want. And 
and be who I am and, and bring more of those influences again, because I was too much into techno, yeah. too much into that. So, and, and, and the songs that I created in the past that people love is because I really have different influences from all around in my head and it's how I translate. So I think, I think that's it. Having something makes my music be a bit more original, let's say. Yeah. Um, I think that's interesting because it sounds like you're talking about authenticity and it sounds like maybe it took the pandemic or to have some like time to be introspective, to think about like your own, your own authenticity and to get back to that. Is that right? Thousand percent, thousand percent. I am a, I am an introvert, even though that I'm very social mm-hmm. and I'm a DJ, you know, I have to be social and stuff like that, but I'm an introvert. I'm a, I'm very uh, introvert person. And I, if I'm in an ambient that I don't know many people, I'm quiet. I, I, I even people, uh, can picture me as uh, arrogant or something like that, but I'm just, I'm just introvert. I just, I'm not shy. I'm just introvert. I'm just on my own word, you know? Yeah. And I just don't like, don't like to waste energy. That's all. That makes sense. So, so that helps me. And in a moment that I had, everybody had to, to, to be um, secluded in their own hut. Um, I, I was in my own house for a long time and, and meditating a lot and getting in contact with myself and actually realizing I like, I think, um, the, the, the mental health, uh, part of the, 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 of this journey, it's, yeah. it's quite important. I even had like a big crisis the beginning of this year. I thought I was going to quit. <laughs> oh wow I thought about quitting yeah quitting with electronic music i really thought about that because i don't know the this there's so much weird shit and wrong stuff in the scene that i don't agree right and, and i think i think um the way it's um set i don't think it's healthy long term no, and i think everybody i, I hope everybody's noticing that but you know what? Things are coming back and everybody's probably going to go to the madness again. So you always have a choice. Yeah. Well, having said that, I mean, there's there's been a lot of people in our community that have not made it through mental health crises, um, sadly. And it sounds like you you tried to deal with that in the best way possible. What do you feel like you've learned from that going forward? And like, how is that going to change how you go about your career as things start to open back up? Um, it's, um, it's a very good question because I had a big crisis. I think everybody or mostly everybody had a big crisis, uh, at some point. Yeah. And, um, because I I realized that I was playing so much because I was just running away from my problems, let's say not problems, but from myself, actually, from my life, I was yeah. just always on the run, always on the run. Oh, I cannot see my friend because oh, I'm too tired, you know, and well, tomorrow I have to go to Australia for two weeks and then I'm coming back. Then I have to go to the U.S. for two more weeks and blah, blah, blah. And then I come back. Then then it's summer. Then it's crazy. Then I have a tour in Asia or name it. Right. And so always running, always running away. So I never had time to actually stop and say, why am I doing this? Why I, I had a very big question, like, why am I, why am I a DJ actually? Why do I play music? Right. It's for, um, as an egoistic thing, like, do I want just applause 
Do I want to be great, graded or I just want to share happiness with me, with people, or I just want to have a good time or am I running away from something? Um, or maybe it's everything together. And it was actually a little bit of everything together. You know, it, it is an addictive, uh, very addictive uh, profession. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're traveling all the time, people are always giving you compliments and you know, you're feeding from people's energy when you're playing and that's great, but also again, highly addictive. Yeah. And if you don't know how to place it, it can be very, very damaging long-term. Yeah. And I just understood, and I just understood that. And I just wanted to do something uh, actually different. I want to do something different. I want to, um, play in a different environment in the sense not environment sorry different setup yeah uh, whereas i have um actually i i have time uh to rest or i have let's say every two months i have a weekend just for myself yeah that i play or every month yeah i, I don't know you know stuff like that just little stuff that i have to take care of myself i want to have a routine a healthy routine to wake up early to eat well to exercise to meditate every day which is something that i have to do um, it's for myself otherwise i flip so i discovered many tools that i already knew before yeah. but i was always running away because i was too busy but i was just too busy by choice yeah. nobody pointed a gun to my head and say hey dude play all these gigs right. i could i could have said no i just want to take it easy you know um so yeah the, those i mean we learn right so yeah. this was one of the things i really had like really bad times i really had like really bad and dark thoughts during this this time thank god i have a really good partner that was always by my side and we help each other um it was uh, really good to go to Brazil for all these months. Yeah. Because it was really dark and cold here in Berlin. So we traveled in very early January. And man, it was the best decision. Because just by staying there, I, I know there was like madness because of this whole pandemic as well. But just staying there and having a good weather, taking sun every day, you know, actually seeing the sun, being able to... Mm heat the sun and to have some some um some um daylight you know and good weather my god that was it was amazing i managed to go to the beach a few times i went to the countryside to like a farm of a friend a few times so i could actually go and go back to the nature this is another thing that i really want to um i really want to introduce in my life now is having contact with nature more often yeah at least every week I even go to a park or going to a forest or to a beach or whatever doesn't matter and i i, I need that i need that and otherwise for me it's not going to be sustainable i know i'm going to be depressed i was depressed and i didn't even know and the depression just surfaced during the pandemic which was like look at that you know it's, uh, it was a tough ride, but um, you know what? Um, what doesn't kill you make you stronger, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 
um, it almost killed me. No, honestly, it almost killed me, but um, I'm, I'm stronger than ever and I'm very excited. I'm very excited to do things differently. I have new projects. I wish I could uh, um, share right now, but it's still a secret, but they're yeah. going to be a very exciting projects because it's to bring, it's a project to bring awareness to people and to artists and to the scene and to everything. So I just want to, to make our scene a, a little bit healthier. You know, just contribute to 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 the. How can I say that to to everybody, to all the environment, and so we can change a little bit the consciousness yeah. and the awareness. Um, so we stop being so egoistic, so selfish, and be a bit more altruist, a bit yeah. more selfless, a bit more willing to help the other. I think that's super important. I think it's important that, you know, we kind of own some of those founding tenets of, of the rave movement a little bit more now because I, we've gotten away from that um, because dance music became more of a business and less of a scene. Um, and it got away from that idea of peace, love, unity, and respect and being inclusive and being welcoming um, as we got further and further into, oh, we can make gobs and gobs of money so I, it's really refreshing to hear somebody you know own that and say we can do better and say that they're going to do something to do better so you know respect respect for oh, that thank you man thank you i i wish i could i just had like a super exciting meeting yesterday and it was like oh man but I, i'm not gonna jinx it you know i'm gonna <laughs> keep it tight for now but at the in the right moment is gonna be like super special and it's going to be my 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 baby well i'm super excited to hear about that when the time comes you. um you frequently retweet the dalai lama and um after hearing what she went through during the pandemic i i gotta gotta think that that this is part of your like being refreshed what inspires you so much about his words and why do you choose to share much so much of that kind of positive positivity with your audience I mean, I, I don't think uh, Dalai Lama is the uh, is the only source. I mean, is is the, the guy is just like mind blowing, you know? Yeah. And so wise, so wise, and so simple in the simplicity. Yeah. And it, it's just like I I just share everything that resonates with me and and actually stuff that I've been through, you know. Like I've been, I've been, I've been through a lot of trauma in my childhood. So I've been, I've been sharing a lot about trauma because I know that everybody uh, have been to a certain kind of trauma, even if they don't um, realize that, you know, I even posted about this documentary that advice everybody to watch. The name is the wisdom of trauma. It's amazing. Yeah. And it links our mental health, like long story short, just summing it up our mental health and how our mental health literally translates into our body health, into right. our own health. And people that got cancer, they got diseases, you know, how many people that you heard or that you knew or that you know that had cancer, but they were actually really good people and joyful and stuff like that. There's tons because yeah. they went through trauma and they didn't know how to cope with trauma. So they, they just started to get sick in the body, right. in, the, in the cellular level. Yeah. Um, because your mind is always suffering. You're always in a suffering environment. What you're going to do, you're going to suffer physically. Right. And then you're going to die. 
and and what this this all these quotes and stuff like that just taught me is that I just want to speak more. I mean, especially as men, we don't have the culture of sharing. Yeah, we, we have this culture of silence, which is disgusting. It's it's a shame because of the the, the our cultures. Uh, the, the whole word culture says that man has to be like men have to be strong we have to be uh, we cannot cry you have to provide for the family you have to be tough you have to be this and that and you know and be a macho and stuff like yeah. that and that's pure fucking bullshit man yeah it's harmful like, we're very we're very sensitive people as well but we never allow our sensitive side and if you're a bit more sensitive people portray you either as uh very feminine or mm. you know they call you all sorts of uh, judgmental things, you know, uh, and I think if we were more connected with our feminine side and energy, because we all have both energies, masculine right. and feminine, right? Yeah. Otherwise you, you don't exist. It's balance. And what happens is like too much masculine, too little feminine. And if you have more balance, you're going to have a much more, actually relaxed life you're gonna because people are gonna be homophobic towards you they're gonna say you're gay you're this you're that you know and there's nothing to do with sexuality whatsoever it's just energy it's yeah. just your energy and um the 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 feminine energy is very delicate is very sensitive is very spiritual even um and 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 we forget to 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 connect with that energy, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm actually understanding in in, in my life that I have to share more and more and more. And I also want to share more of my story, what I've been through when I was a kid, and all my hardships and all my um, shit, the shit I've been through. I yeah. think it's important because people can relate and understand that they're not alone. I mean. People might think, oh, I'm the only person on the planet that is going through this horrible trauma. But no, there's so many people that went through all kind of shit, man. It's it's insane. And um, it could could be, of course, very tra traumatic events like what's been happening in Palestine and, and all the stuff like that or in the, the, all the war and stuff like that. Or it could be poverty like in Africa and stuff like that or... Or it could be just, you know, what they say, first word problems, but you can be abused by your family, you know, yeah. or you can be suffering, I mean, not just sexual abuse, but all kinds of abuse, like uh, aggression and stuff like that, you know, and, and then if you don't share with people what you're going through, you die in your head. Yeah. I, went, I, went, I went through a, a therapist the other day. And we were having this very cool aura therapy. I'm very into spirituality and all this kind of therapist. And she said to me, Victor, you have a lot of shit and you have to put it out, you know? And you know what? And that was something that she said that really, really resonated with me. And it was like pierced through my heart. And it was like, ah, you know, and she said, you know what? Silence kills. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to die. I don't want to. I mean, of course, we're going to die and, uh, eventually, but I don't want to get sick because of my shit, you know? And yeah. most of these problems that we carry and that we don't share, it's not even ours. Yeah, it's, it's transferred to us from other people. 
Yeah, and and the problem with the, the 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 big deal with trauma is that it's not the trauma itself, the event that is traumatic, is how we cope because mm. we don't have to, um, we don't have, we don't have even the courage to talk with other people because we feel guilty, we feel ashamed, we feel a victim, we feel disgusting. Name it. You can you can name it any any sort of. Uh, of um thing you know yeah. could, could be any kind of trauma so the 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 victim is left alone suffering by 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 themselves you know and this is really 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 harmful and, and that's where you die from the trauma and get sick right. from the trauma. so long story short i know i went like in circles like it's okay but i i just want people to understand they're not alone and i also want to try to help people however I can, if it's through my, my story, if it's through my words, if it, I mean, I know people can always message me and say, Hey, Victor, I'm actually going through a bad time. And what should I do? But I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I, I've been through a lot of stuff. I did therapy many years. So if I can just share like a piece of advice, like, Hey, hang in there. You're not alone. You're going to be fine, you know, and be strong and seek therapy or something like that. Yeah. Just bringing awareness also to people. Absolutely. Um, and you started your podcast also during the the pandemic. Yes. Yes. Which I which I've listened to, and it you're really like opening up about all of these issues, like you know your finances and mental health and just the things that you're going through, and you're doing it with your partner, which I find extremely fascinating because it's like kind of a window into your relationship because it sounds like you guys are just having these conversations. Yeah, that she would have by yourselves that you just have together, but you're doing it so publicly. Um, yeah, but that, but that's the idea of the podcast. You know, it was her idea. She's she's a, an amazing speaker, you know, and so eloquent and amazing. Actually, interviewer even, and um, she she should get a job on TV because my God, she's amazing with that. And it was actually her idea. And we we're just like, hey, let's record us talking. Let's get some some pinpoints and subjects and let's start talking yeah. about whatever, you know, and about our lives. So that's why we tried to 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 portray it. We just released a new episode, I think, on Monday. That's so great that you guys are doing that. Um, we love it. I think it's amazing. What have you learned about yourself and about your partner and like about your relationship from doing this? Um, I, I learned, I learned how to, I mean, the dynamics, because sometimes when you're starting to do this, um, when we started to do the, the podcast, we were, um, uh, starting the pandemic and stuff like this. So everything is new, right. In this, yeah. this sort of scenario. So in the sense of like, okay, when is my time to talk? When is your time to talk? Okay, you interrupt me. Oh, I interrupt you. Sorry. You know, more in the dynamics of the dialogue, but also having this dynamics is also the dynamic you have in, in the daily life. So actually, I learned to listen more actively instead of mm -hmm. just listening. And I learned to actually, that was probably the, the biggest one, which was uh, express myself. I always had issues to express myself in past relationships. I wouldn't say one thing, and that was a, a big problem. 
right? And and I learned with her, but uh, because she was always pushing me, even before the, the podcast, she was always like, hey, man, just talk to me, you know, like if you're going through anything, if you made a bad decision, if you made a mistake, if there's a problem, if there is this or that, not just the good things, but tell me also the bad things, like I'm here, you know? Yeah. And I learned, I learned how to have a safe place to talk. And that's the most important thing, you know, when you're talking with someone that's giving you a, 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 a space to 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 be yourself, be who you are, and also to feel safe, not feel judged or criticized, and that's that's key. So, I I, I the, the podcast was more or less of a training of me expressing myself and being uh, trying to be more eloquent in my speech. Beautiful, thank you for that. Um, so I always thank like you to for listening. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I got to tell you, like you know one of the favorite parts of my job is getting to hear these stories and to hear somebody open up about these things. Cause I think it's really important that people understand musicians and DJs from a different perspective, um, from the perspective of just being human. Um, because we're, we all have these struggles. We all have the same struggles. You know, we all have, we all have different struggles, but we all struggle with things and nobody's invincible. And just because you stand on stage and you do this amazing thing all the time, and just because you make incredible music doesn't, you know, resign you from being human. The opposite, the opposite for us is more easy. It makes us even more vulnerable, you know, and, and for artists is, is even more difficult to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because uh, we're more sensitive. We're just more sensitive. That's why when people say, "Hey, man, your music is shit," that really hurts. That you know, when people yeah. when when people come and just say, "Like, hey, man," or out of the blue, people just come to me and say, "Hey, dude, you're fat." Like, yeah, I don't think I have a fucking mirror. Sure, but why don't why do you spend your energy doing this? Why you could just use your energy doing something good, positive? Yeah. And but anyways, we're very sensitive. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think being human is being sensitive is being, and I think the secret, one of our, one of the secrets of life is actually to be vulnerable and understand that vulnerability is the strongest asset you can have, the strongest skill, the most powerful thing that you can use in your life is vulnerability just being vulnerable and it's fucking scary man it's so difficult it took me years took me 30 fucking years to start to be vulnerable and say you know i was always vulnerable with love and i was like okay you know if i if i like a person okay i'm already dating i love you and that's it yeah but but actually being vulnerable saying hey actually this is me look this is me there's no mask here this is me you know like like this is me naked you know not just naked physically but in my soul this is yeah. who i am i'm not pretending anything and i'm not sure if you're gonna like what you're gonna see or hear or whatever or or, or experience but that's who i am and i really hope you don't judge me yeah. at least that's, that's that's the only thing that you hope and and being vulnerable is it's a very it's a very good a very strong exercise of trusting people and yeah. trusting life you know uh because if you're going to open up to a friend and this person is not ready and they judge you or a family member or even a partner. Yeah. Uh, and if they judge you or criticize you or stuff like that, um, 
it, it fucking hurts, but you know that you're doing your best. Yeah. And if you don't take it personally, and that that's the mind fuck right here. If yeah. you don't take it personally, you're going to be fine. You're going to feel a thing because, and that's a very beautiful thing from this book that I read. And they said, one of the secrets, the name is the four, the four commitments, I think. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, 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 and one that. of the commitments is not take things personally, because if somebody say, Hey, dude, you're an asshole. It's their vision about you. So right. if they are being aggressive towards you, it's not because you're an asshole, but it's because they are suffering. They're in a state of suffering. They don't understand what's going on with them. So they just externalize some bad energy, some uh, hatred, some anger, right. and some misplaced uh, suffering. And all comes back to the fucking trauma. Right. You know, that, that's, the, that's the crazy thing. So that's why we have to talk. We have to speak up. We have to have conversations. We have yes. to speak openly, say, hey, I'm suffering here. My mental health is not good. I thought about suicide. I thought about doing shit. I thought about going to the middle of nowhere and disappearing. I thought about many things. But yet what brings me back together is the fact that I know that I'm not alone. That always helps. Yeah. And we should always understand that. What a gift. People like what a gift to learn to be vulnerable that's you know to and yourself it's a, it's a fucking painful journey man it's fucking difficult. yeah i <laughs> i completely agree i've been on that same journey myself i totally i i hear you and i empathize and i get it because it's you know it's not just a gift to yourself and it's painful to get there but once you're there it's like what a huge gift to yourself and to everybody around you to yeah. to be open and honest about you know who you are um you know, and who you believe yourself to be. I'm, I'm learning, man. I'm learning, you know, and it's, it's not easy. It's a process. And sometimes we forget and then we panic and then we stress and then we like, Oh my God, what the fuck is going on? And then you just come back. You know, I think the, the best exercise when you're panicking is just take three deep breaths yeah. and remember that this shall, this too shall pass, you know, and just be in the present and, and, and leave this right moment, you know, if you're worrying too much with a problem or whatever, um, just think that you might die tomorrow. So why worry? You know? Yeah. yeah. Know. Absolutely. Um, thank you for, for such beautiful words on this topic. Um, and I always oh, like thank to... you for giving me space to speak. That's the most important thing. I, I'm, I'm, I, when you give me this kind of space, you can ask me about production. I'm going to talk a lot as well, but, this is what I like to talk about. I think this is the, for me is much more important than music because music is my tool to get to you. Yeah. And then I send you my message. You know, I think that's the important thing. Music is beautiful. Music, music is often how I feel and how I perceive the world, you know, right. uh, and how I actually connect to people. And once you have the connection, then you can talk freely and yeah. people are open actually to, to listen. So, so beautifully said. Um, I always love to end on um, this question. And it's what excites you about the future of dance music? Because you've said so many beautiful things about being open and honest, and we're coming out of this pandemic. Um, and we have the opportunity right now to like completely re reformat what our what our community looks like. So what's exciting to you about that? 
I really hope that people start speaking up more and about all the issues that we have in the scene. Mm. Um, yeah. All those political issues, you know, all this um, craziness that's going to the world, you know, and understand that one bad thing doesn't justify another bad thing and a bad past doesn't justify a bad present or future. Mm -hmm. um, I think if we could get bring back the peace, love, um, unity and respect, which we used to have back in the day, um, that's now is when, now is uh, when we needed more than ever. You know, it's 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 crucial. Otherwise, everything is going to crumble again, and we're not going to have a crisis of such a pandemic. We're going to have a crisis of mental health mm. and people killing themselves, which they are already, and and, yeah. and even worse, and killing themselves as well. You know, killing each other, like they're doing as well. Mm. So, I, I I hope for the electronic scene that uh, we have so much uh, reach in social media instead of posting bullshit and uh, look at this, look at that, or doing this, doing that, just like actually posting uh, more stuff. You know, I asked my friends to be political. Music is political. People say to me, you know, you don't know shit about this. You don't know shit about that. Just stick to play music and shut the fuck up. Music, art, it's uh, a form of protest. Yes. That was always that. Music... All, all kind of arts, all kind of arts, all kind yeah. of arts was always a form of protest, a form of, a form of um, trying to fight the, the, the power, the, the man, no? as they, they used to call. And I think it's so important for us to be stronger than ever right now and to be open about that and be just and be fair right now because... Our world, unfortunately, is lacking empathy, compassion. We don't know what somebody's suffering. I'm going to give you an example. I don't want to be too political about that. And I hope people understand what I'm saying here. And a lot of people can backlash, give me backlash about this. But the, the big crisis that is happening right now in, between Palestine and Israel, mm. and I, I think is hideous. And I think... People should stop killing each other. And it doesn't matter whose, whose fault it is. Just stop killing each other. That's insane. That's yeah. insane. It doesn't matter if you are um, a Muslim, a Catholic, Jew. It doesn't matter your religion. You don't have to kill each other. And stop pointing fingers. Ah, because this person or that person or that country or that culture or that religion shot first. doesn't matter who is going to be right, is going to, who's going to stop first and who's going to stop once for all. And that's yeah. what we don't understand. People don't get that. It doesn't stop putting blame on other people. We have to do our part. If you want a better world, you have to start to change. You have to be the change. And I know that's very famous and very cliche, but it's the most accurate uh, statement ever. If you want to change the world, you have to be the change. If you want to have peace in your house, you stop by sharing peace. Yeah. You don't, you start by sharing peace. I'm sorry. You're not going to pick up a fight with your brother or curse your mom or, you know, poke your dad. You're not going to do that. You're going to be peaceful right. because then you're going to attract that to your life. So if everybody, every human being have that conscience for, dude, an hour, 
minute, whatever, things are going to change. And I do still believe in people. I still believe in humankind. I, I believe that everything we can, we can achieve everything through enlightenment. And enlightenment is not like being Buddha and being meditating for 30 fucking years. It's not that. That's bullshit. Sorry. I mean, I think, I think yeah. whoever does that job, which is, uh, balances the energy of the planet and they play that role. But most of people's uh, calling is not to be meditating for 10 hours a day. You know, there's even this really cool say, I don't remember who was it, maybe Dalai Lama or Buddha even. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the student asked for the master. Hey master, if I meditate one hour per day, um, in how many years, uh, no, sorry, if I meditate two hours a day, in how many years I'm going to reach enlightenment? And the guy, the master said, well, two year, two hours per, per day, every day, going to take you, I don't know, 10 years. And he said, uh, and what if I meditate four hours every day? He said, then you're going to take 20 years. You're going to take double <laughs> because you have to do the, the work. You have to right. do work, work. It doesn't matter just being like, mm, and being like, very peace and love and do bullshit and do nothing that doesn't ha happen at all that doesn't help at all right so we have to work we have to do uh do the job we have to work the work if yeah. you want Absolutely. you know and, and that's the, that's what we all should be doing in the scene bringing more awareness sharing more it's not just sharing positivity because that's too shallow actually being the change get interested by your the place you are at or people or countries that you that need help or causes that need your help right just just be interested in actually doing something you know make groups make conversations open conversations start to reach out to people uh, offer help offer yeah. charity you know and stuff like that it it doesn't it doesn't it does it, it it's not too hard you know if you just Google, you spend 10 minutes on Google, you're going to find 10 causes that you're going to love and you can reach out and say, hey, how can I help you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So serving the other, that's what we should do. That's what I would like to see in our scene, even though I know this might take a lot of time, but um, because it, it's, uh, it's much easier for everybody to stay home and watching TV and being uh, poisoned by the media. Right. And being afraid of going out of the house because of fucking virus. I'm not, not diminishing the virus, but it's just brainwash everywhere. And I think we should start living and yeah. stop being afraid. Agree. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much for, for being so open and sharing so much. This was, this was great. Um, and, you know, so much respect to you for, for, for being an open book. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks for giving me the space and the platform to speak up. I think it's uh, places like this, they should be more, uh, and, and, and in interviews actually like this, and not even just interviews, but conversations like this yeah. should be more, uh, more common throughout our community. You know, that's one of the other things that I would like to see. I see that Ana from Brazil, she's also very, very spiritual and very she's really like pro helping and pro mental health and stuff like that and and she speaks up about stuff she was even on a podcast with with a guy and it was really cool so i think more of us we should just talk more you know not yeah. just be like oh man i just did 
20 tracks last month and I'm going to have a release on Terminal M, Drunk Code and uh, Compact and stuff like that. And oh my God, and Afterlife and uh, have a thousand gigs in Ibiza and stuff like that. So yeah, cool. But in the end of the day, if you die tomorrow, what did you do? You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's like always my goal is because I feel like anybody can find out about your releases <clears throat> and they're going to, if they're already a fan, they already know what, your so- what, what songs are coming up. They heard all that stuff, but what they really want to know is, is who you are and what you think. And I'm, talking to will clark and his podcast is just him having conversations with people and he said the exact same thing he said we don't talk enough we don't have long conversations enough and i completely agree i think we all could stand to you know when you break down those walls and have a really good long conversation and you leave after that conversation feeling refreshed and open and like you know you know, excited about lighter even absolutely to share Listen, this is one of the things that really attracts abundance and prosperity to our lives is to share. And it's not necessarily do charity or uh, give 10% of your money to other people and stuff like that. It's not that. Sharing is also sharing your knowledge, sharing your thoughts, sharing your ideas, because that might nur- and probably will nurture other people's um, souls, even yeah. hearts and lives, you know, and, and people might learn and might uh, enrich their, their experiences and, and their journeys because you shared something, maybe just like a short sentence that we're having here that you said, or I said in all this conversation is going to change someone, someone's lives. And we don't know. Yeah. That's why we have to share. And that's one, something that I learned, stop being in in your mind and be more here, you know, be present and just talk. And if people are not going to like it, they can always just, you know, poof, uh, turn the off button of the computer, close it, close the window and, and leave the room. Yeah, Everybody absolutely. has their own free will, you know? So, yeah. Well, I hope most people stick around to the end of this one. Me too, really me too. <laughs> That's why I said only at the end. <laughs> right. Glad you said it at the end. Um, well, again, thank you so much. Um, and if you ever find yourself in San Francisco, let me know. Because um, I definitely I love to hang to out. Back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely do it. When I when I've been to San Francisco it was way too short. I've been to play at um Halcyon and it was really, really good. Halcyon's great. Yeah, but I I was just there for like a night and, and then I was back to LA because I was staying in a lake with my brother. Yeah. And but it was super cool. Well, if you come back again, you know, stay for an extra day and absolutely I'll, no, and no, I'll the show you around. Cool, absolutely. Yeah. We'll do that. Abs- absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again. And I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, man. All right. All right. Bye.